0: Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and he's for you. Here's today's message. Ephesians chapter 6. We're talking about fight. And uh, I, I said at the beginning of this thing that I really believe this is going to be one of the most important series we do as a church. Up to date, I really believe that this year, I, I said that we could not miss a week. It, it, do all, whatever you can possible to make it over here. If you're on vacation at the beach, we actually have a city campus, so you can go there on Sunday nights, so you can go to the beach in the day, but at least make it to church and do not miss it. By the way, Jersey and Arlene are doing an incredible job in our city campus, and it is awesome. Sunday nights at 7 p.m., but you cannot miss a week because this is extremely important. How many know we are in a fight? And that's what we're talking about. And today, I just want to explain it a little bit better on on what I want to talk today about spiritual warfare. Look what it says here. Ephesians chapter six, beginning in verse 10. Paul is writing this to the church in Ephesus. And we actually did a series through this whole book last year called Design that it was phenomenal. It's one of my favorite books. But we're just going to read a couple verses on what Paul is mentioning about spiritual warfare. Verse 10 says, finally, be what? Be what? in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms did you hear that church it says our our battle it is not against flesh and blood listen To what we are up against. Listen to this. Let's read verse 12 one more time. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is a real battle. Verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to what? Stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Just those three verses I want to read today. And out of those three verses, I want to share a message with you over the next few minutes. And then hopefully we get some time to worship at the end. Because I really believe this is a powerful topic that we're talking about. And I've titled it Stronger. I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. Stronger. Thank you, Louis. Stronger. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm stronger stronger. than you. (laughs) We're stronger in Jesus. We're stronger in Jesus. Come on, let's close our eyes by our head and let's ask God to bless this time together. Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing in this place. Thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you that we get to worship you. Thank you that we're alive. We have oxygen in our lungs. That means we still have purpose in our life, God. Thank you for each and every person in this place. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in our Kendall campus, God. Thank you for the people in this auditorium. Thank you for the people in Overflow, God. Thank you for the people, some of them that are standing right now, God, as at stand in a service. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you for our city campus and what you're doing in the downtown Winwood area, God. We believe the best is yet to come, God. Thank you for this morning. As we talk about this battle, God, we thank you that you already won it, God, and the victory is already Ours in Jesus' name, all God's people say. Amen. Oh, come on, all God's people say. Amen. 11 a.m. Can you give one more shout to Jesus this morning? Come on, one more shout. Oh. Does anybody here know somebody that is a, a sleeper that just loves to sleep? Come on, show of hands, show of hands. You don't have to point at nobody. <laughs> People are pointing in all directions, at husbands, at wives, at sons. Come on, anybody know you, know, you know a deep sleeper? Anybody here, you know somebody that loves to sleep? Does anybody know somebody here that their favorite thing to do, their favorite hobby is napping? So <laughs> a whole bunch of people that loves to nap. Are you saying your wife, Hedda? Wow. Yeah, both of our wives, they love napping, but we're the most spiritual ones, and we're seeking God while they're sleeping. So... You ever know a deep sleeper, like a deep sleeper that can sleep through anything? You, you know that person that you can put on five alarms and they will not wake up with none of them. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Maybe you're one of those and you're just a deep, deep sleeper. I remember one time I was in a car with my friend. There was a few of us in the car and uh, the friend that was driving got into an argument with the guy that was next to him and they started going back and forth. I'm in the passenger seat and I'm like, "Look, listen, it's a waste of time. Don't argue. And they're actually fighting all the way down Kendall Drive and screaming at each other down the street. And I'm just like, oh God, help us. My friend in the back seat is completely knocked out. I'm talking about there was honking of horns. There was cutting off. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying for Jesus to take me. I'm like, this is bad. And my friend is completely knocked out. Finally, I after one bad turn, my friend was just upset that was driving. The friend in the back seat wakes up, and he's like, what happened? Are we home? And I'm like, are we home? We almost went home with Jesus through a car crash, <laughs> and you slept through everything. You know, you know, anybody know people like that that are just... I mean, you can be asleep, and you are unaware, and you miss things. I was watching a movie recently called Life is Beautiful, and it's based that in 1939, 1940, World War II is going on, and Germany and the Nazis are invading Italy, and they're taking the Jewish people into concentration camps. And the movie is really based out of this father that is trying to protect his son so that his son is not aware of the war that is at hand. So he comes up, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but he comes up with a storyline that there's a game going on. So the son thinks that it's actually a game, and every single day they're gaining points by not getting caught, and he has to hide his child from war. And through the whole movie, you see that the son, he's oblivious to what's going on. He is completely unaware that there is a war going on. He thinks he is, it is playtime. He thinks that he's going to win a tank at the end of this game. And it's really a phenomenal movie. But as I started thinking about this movie and I started thinking about our fight, our series fight, I started thinking, you know what I'm afraid of church? How many times is the church asleep and unaware that there's a real war going on? How many times do we not know that there is actually a real spiritual battle going on around us? This morning I want to talk about spiritual warfare. Just alone, I say that phrase and some of us we already get a little bit a a little bit bothered in our seat and we're like Alex can you talk about grace can you talk about praise can you talk about worship spiritual warfare I don't want to talk about darkness I don't want to talk about evil things can I tell you this morning there's nothing to be scared of because God is with us and (laughs) God is light and God is joy and (laughs) God is peace but but it's important that as a church we know that this is real and so we said, hey, through our summer series, let's talk about some in-depth topics, because we believe a lot of people during the summer, they like to go on vacation or whatnot, so if you're here, you're the most spiritual ones. We like to <laughs> talk about deeper topics, and let's talk about spiritual warfare, because it is extremely important, because it is real. There is a war going on around us. What, what is spiritual warfare? Maybe you're asking, Alex, okay, spiritual warfare, this actually sounds pretty cool. What is it all about? I really believe that spiritual warfare, it's really the fight between good and evil. It's good forces versus evil forces. There is good and evil all around us. How many know that? There there is great things in this life. I mean, you go down to South Beach, and how many know we have the best beaches in the world? I mean, we we, we live in paradise. There's good things in this world. Me and Anna, we were in Sydney, and on one day off, we were able to go whale watching, and we were able to see God's beautiful creation and see whales next to the boat. Come on, there's beautiful things in this planet. If you're the owner of a dog, you know that there is good things in this world, like our beautiful creatures that God makes. But there's also evil. If you own a cat, you know there's evil. (laughs) There's also evil things in this world. (laughs) How many know you can turn on the news any day and you hear horrific stuff? Terrible stuff. There's really evil stuff going on around us all the time. There's good and evil. And ultimately, I believe it all is spiritual because there is a spiritual realm that is more real than our physical realm. There is a spiritual war going on around us. And so when we talk about spiritual warfare, this is what we're talking about, that there's a kingdom of light fighting a kingdom of darkness around us. And it is very real, in fact, more real than what we are seeing with our natural eyes right now. Well, what's the problem, though? This is the problem that I think the church and people in the past all over the globe, we have either made an overemphasis or an underemphasis of spiritual warfare. And so some people are already listening to spiritual warfare, and they're like, oh, my God, we're going to turn into a creepy church, and this is weird already. I don't know if Calvary's my church. No, don't worry about it. It's not until after service we're going to bring out some snakes, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so you have nothing to—I'm f- just kidding. If somebody brings out snakes, I'm running faster than you. I'm out of here. I hate snakes. But listen to what C.S. Lewis said about spiritual warfare. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. So there's two extremes. There's either an overemphasis. Oh, my God, I love spiritual warfare. You ever seen these people? There's people that, that, that see demons everywhere. I remember growing up in youth group. How many of you grew up going to youth group? How many know that after youth group, you always had to go to IHOP? Okay, that was the place to go. If you grew up in, in, or Denny's, IHOP or Denny's. And I remember one time I was at IHOP with a friend from youth group. And this guy was always around. He was cool. But he had an overemphasis on spiritual warfare. He saw demons everywhere. He's like, "Oh, oh, this is awesome. Don't move, guys. There's a demon right behind you. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to eat my moons over my hammy at Denny's. And it's just like. And we would go outside. Oh, don't move. There's another demon right there, but don't worry. And so, bro, okay, I, I, I want to see Jesus. I don't want to see demons. So there's an unhealthy overemphasis in some places that they actually want to see more darkness than good. This is unhealthy. This is not good. But there's also an under-emphasis. Hey, s- s- don't, don't talk about Satan. Don't, talk about, don't, don't even say that name. Don't talk about demons. That's not, and so what happens is the society that we live in today, actually most people believe that the devil does not even exist. Oh, it's not real. Well, demons aren't real. Ah, There's some good and bad, but ah, it's not really a devil. It's not really demons. It's either overemphasis or underemphasis. As a church, we're going to fall right in the middle where we believe it's real. We believe that there is a real devil, Satan. The Bible calls him the father of lies, the accuser of mankind. And it is real. And he fell down from heaven with one-third of the angels who are now demons. And they do roam around the earth seeking to oppress and possess people. But can I tell you, if you're a child of God, there is nothing to be afraid of. Because just as the devil is real, how many know our Savior is more real and more powerful? He's almighty. Come on, nothing can stand against him all the days of your life. That is who we stand on. And what happens is that a warfare is going on for the souls. And hearts of mankind. Paul is talking about this. To the church in Ephesus, what we just read. He's writing to them and he's talking to them at the end of chapter 6. At the end of the letter, in the beginning of chapter 6, he's beginning to tell them about the spiritual warfare that is going on. And he's saying, hey, we don't, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We actually battle against principalities, authorities, and powers in the air. And he's talking about another realm that exists where there is a war going on for your soul and my soul. Amen. And Paul is describing to the church in Ephesus, be aware. I want you to know there is something real that's going on. The devil hates you. Demons hate you. This spiritual realm is at war for your soul, for your heart, for your family, for your marriage, for everything that God has for you. And we have to be aware of it. So today, if I can just tell you three quick things. The first thing I think we should know as a church is this. There is more than what our eyes can see. There is more than what our eyes can see. The spiritual realm, it is real. And it's more real than this world that we are looking at right now. If our eyes right now could be unveiled, if we can can see a little bit more, we would actually see a spiritual realm. In fact, the spiritual realm came before the physical realm. Remember, God created the heavens and the earth, but God is a spirit. So the spirit world is actually more real than the world that we're living in. And it was the first world where God lives, where the Holy Spirit lives, where the Son lived before in eternity time. And there's a real spiritual world around us. If our eyes can see it, what will we see right now around us? Maybe we would see the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light fighting right now in a spiritual realm. Does anybody here love love Disney World? Anybody here love Disney World? Anybody love Disney? Uh, Anybody love Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom? Anybody love Space Mountain? Oh, my God, my nephew. (laughs) And... uh, we have some people here, you gotta pray for them. They go, to, they go to Disney World every week. We just gotta pray for them. There's an unhealthy love there, and uh, we just gotta pray for them. They give more tithes to a mouse than to church. I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One time, we were in Space Mountain. If you don't know what Space Mountain is, it's this roller coaster in pitch black. And the, the, the whole reason behind it, I guess you're supposed to be flying through space. And uh, it is just amazing, all the cool effects, and it's complete pitch black, and you're going through this. And one time, me and some friends were there. I remember a friend didn't even want to get on it. She was so, so scared, and we're like, all of us are like, come on, let's get on this thing. It's amazing. While we were on Space Mountain, we were all the way at the top, and we we're about to be dropped off and fly through this thing. All of a sudden, they stopped the ride. Everything stopped, and they turned on all the lights. Something was happening at Space Mountain that they had to fix. When they turned on the lights, you look around, you're like, wait a minute, I'm not in space. <laughs> like They duped me. Bamboozled. Like, this is not space. Like, you see a bunch of metal and a bunch of wood. They actually have some plywoods up against the wall. Like, it looked disastrous. It's like, whoa, wait, wait. There's more than what the eyes can see. If right now God would turn on our spiritual lights and our eyes can see in a spiritual realm, can I tell you there are angels and demons battling for our soul. Don't just think that this world is all there is to offer. There's actually another world where it is real, where God is fighting for. For our soul. There's more than meets the eye. The Bible says a story in and I believe it's 2 Kings where Elijah the prophet, he's about to go into war. In fact, there's another king that's coming to war against the Israelites. And Elijah is with the servant. And the servant, he's afraid because it says they have many chariots and many horses coming against us. And we are, we are helpless. Like there's nobody here to help us. What are we going to do? And look what 2 Kings says. This is what Elijah says. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fires all around Elisha. Come on, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited that God is by my side. Come on, that we got mighty warrior angels standing by our side. That we are not in this fight alone, but God is with us and he sends his angels to encamp around us day and night. Come on, if our eyes can see, we can see God the giant standing beside us, protecting us, fighting for us, Jesus interceding for us. Is there anybody glad that we're not alone in this fight? There's more. There's more. Then the eyes can see. Here the servant, his eyes are open. He looks around and he sees thousands and thousands of angels around them. Chariots of fire on their side. Some of you, you think you're alone in this fight. Some of you are, are hearing about the battle of the mind. Some of you are hearing about the battle for the family. You're like, my goodness, I can't do it. I, I can't do it by myself. That's the point. We can't do it by ourselves. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on. You're not by yourself in this fight. How many know that God is with us? He's beside us. He's for us. He's on our side. So there's more than meets eye. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5. That the devil is going around like a roaring lion. Be alert and be a sober mind. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. If you don't know, this morning I want to tell you this. The devil hates you. The devil hates me. The devil hates us. The devil hates our homes. The devil hates our marriages. The devil hates our families. The devil is not happy this morning that we are in church. He's looking to destroy us, to devour us. Young people that are here that you just went to camp. I I know we had a lot of fun in camp, and I know you had a great time in camp. But can I tell you, you have a devil that is out to destroy your calling, your future, and everything that God has for you. You have a devil that hates you. You also have a God that loves you and that is for you and that is with you. He's like a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour you know, the reason why he wants to destroy you and me, is not really because he just hates us. It's because he hates God. And so ultimately what he's trying to do is trying to destroy God. And since he can't touch God, he will touch God's creation. Because if you can destroy God's creation, you are ultimately destroying God. And so he says, okay, mankind is the reflection of God. And since I can't get to God, he already tried once. Remember, he was thrown out of heaven. Since he can't get to heaven, then I'm going to go after his reflection. I'm going to go after those that are made in his image. You know why, he's so, you know why divorce is so rampant and why, why marriages are being, falling apart left and right? Because the devil hates marriage. Because it's a, direct, it's a direct representation of God's marriage to mankind. God instituted marriage. That's why we believe in marriage here. We believe in marriage, a man and a woman coming together before God and creating a marriage. Why? Because that is a representation of God. God is married to us, the Bible says, and he will not break his covenant. But the devil says, if I can break a home, if I can break a marriage, I can destroy what a true relationship looks like. So he's after us. So a lot of times if you're feeling defeated this morning, if you're saying, man, I just don't know if I, I want to go to church. I just don't know if I should join a connect group Oh, going through growth track. I don't know about growth track, but anyway, today's week three in growth track at 1 p.m. Just saying in the cafe, you should join it. Uh, but, but I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if I should serve. I, I, I don't even want to go to church. Can I tell you that's just the roaring lion trying to get you disengaged, trying to throw darts in your mind, trying to get you to not focus, trying to get you to not pay attention in everything that God has for your life. But if you focus, come on, we're going to fight to focus on what God wants to do in our life. God- you're for me you're with me and so be careful with your emotions because your emotions are gauges but they are not guides emotions are gauges they are not emotions are meant to report to you not to direct you so all of a sudden your emotions can tell you wait a minute wait a minute Is there a roaring lion that is after me that's making me feel defeated? Is there a roaring lion? Is there an enemy? Is there spiritual forces that is making me feel lethargic, lazy? Hold back. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to fight this because this is not from God because I know God has a purpose and a call for my life. What is this thing that I don't want to go to church? What is this thing that I don't want to fight for my marriage? What is this thing that I feel lazy? What is this thing that I feel defeated and depressed? My God, I'm going to fight that because that does not come from God. What comes from God is not a spirit of fear. Oh, come on, but a spirit? I wish somebody would. Come on. God has given us a spirit, a spirit of sound mind, a power of love. I'm going to fight to focus. I'm going to fight to go after everything that God has for me. There's more than what the eyes can see. I will step out. I will believe that God has called me. I will believe that I'm forgiven. I will believe that there's grace for me. I will believe that there's more for me. I will not be held back. Come on. Fight. Somebody say fight. fight. Question your emotions because there's more than what the eye can see. So since we live in a spiritual world that is so real, what we have to know next, number two, is that our prayers are more powerful than we know. How many know God has given us a weapon of prayer? God has given us many weapons, and one of the weapons is prayer. Another weapon, for example, is worship. You ever feel down and out? Your emotions are getting the best of you, and it seems like all hell is breaking loose against you. You, break out that, you bring out that, that gun of prayer. You bring out that gun of praise, and all of a sudden, darkness has to tremble at the name of Jesus. Prayer is powerful. Some of you here this morning, God is calling you to pray a little bit more. There's power when you pray. Can I tell you, heaven hears when you pray. Some of us, were praying, and we're praying in doubt. We're saying, Lord, God, I thank you. I don't even know if you're there, but if you can hear this, uh, Jesus, um, I, know, I know you're probably all over the world, and right now you're probably helping out in, the, in China and uh, Sydney, and I don't, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're real, if you exist, then um, just to help, help me out. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He is real, and he is by my side, and his spirit lives is it. Oh, come on. I got a weapon called prayer, and when I open up my mouth and I communicate with heaven, heaven activates angels by my – this is real. (laughs) Oh, Alex, uh, that's getting creepy. Alex, I don't believe that. I'll show you. In Daniel, in the book of Daniel, the prophet Daniel, he was praying because he wanted the Jewish people to go back to Jerusalem. They were under under slavery for way too long. And Daniel, he is stressed out. And Daniel says, God, please make a way. Can you touch the heart of the Syrian king to let us go? And we want to go back to Jerusalem. And it says that Daniel is praying. And it says that day after day goes by and they get no answer. And nothing seems to happen. And the Jewish people continue to be under bondage and under slavery. And it actually took up to three weeks when he finally got a response. 21 days. And he finally got a response. Look at Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. An angel appears to Daniel. Okay, this is real. I know we read the Bible and we're like, whoa, that was a cool story. It's real. It says, the angel continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were? Oh, come on, come on, come on. I didn't say 11 a.m. We got like 700 people here. Your words were? This is for somebody this morning. Your words are heard. Heaven is not ignoring your prayer. God is not turning his back on your prayer. Your prayers are heard. You're not praying to a genie. You're not praying to Santa Claus. You're not praying out into the universe, out into an atmosphere. We don't have just a universe. We have a God who created the universe. He, exists the, he, he spoke the universe into existence. And he hears our prayer. Oh, look what the universe did. It brought, my, it brought a husband my way. That wasn't the universe that did it. That was God that set it all into motion. There's a God who is a designer. There's a God who's an architect. There's a God who's a painter. And he's, he's hearing our prayers. He says, from the first day, your words were heard. And I've come in response to them. The angel says, I've come in response to your prayer. Our prayers can activate angels in the spiritual realm. Oh, that's crazy. I know. I know. It's amazing. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. What the angel starts to talk about is a demonic force, a demonic prince. And all of a sudden, what he's talking about is spiritual warfare. He says, There is a demonic force, the prince of Persia, that resisted me. The angel came to answer Daniel's prayer. But as he came, a war broke out in the spiritual realm. Whoa. 21 days, Daniel was praying, and for 21 days, there was a war in heaven. It says, for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Many believe this was the angel Gabriel. The Bible talks about Gabriel and Michael, and it says Gabriel was warring with the prince of Persia, and all of a sudden, Michael came to help him. Michael took over the fight. Gabriel came to answer Daniel and says, hey, your prayer has been heard. But I was detained because I was warring for you. This is for somebody here today. Your prayers are not heard. What's happened is that the enemy has wanted to stop from God's blessing reaching your life the enemy has wanted to block the blessings that God wants to unleash over your family, over your finances over your business, over your health, over your body oh come on, some of us we've been praying and we've been wondering where God is, can I tell you what we gotta do is pray a little bit longer fast a little bit more because there are demonic forces against us that don't want God to move on our behalf, but a generation needs to stand up to pray like Daniel to fast like Daniel, to say, I'm going to see God move on behalf of my family. I'm going to see God move on behalf of my life. I'm going to see God move on behalf of my children. I am going to fight until the devil has to break loose. Every power in heaven has to break loose over my life, over my church, over my city, over my family. You know what's worse? If the devil can't kill you, he'll keep you defeated. So some of us, we live our life this way. Oh, I prayed, I prayed, and God didn't answer. My, my kids are still on drugs, and my life is a mess, and I'm still feeling down and discouraged, and I'm not going to church. I prayed, but you know, just I prayed. And, well, how long did you pray for like, like, two hours? and, and then I, actually, it was like an hour, and then I was watching YouTube videos, and, but of oceans and of Hillsong and I just. Where are the old school warriors that get down on their knees for hours and hours and days and say, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until I get a blessing. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to keep on praying until I see my children set free until I see my marriage restored. What do you mean divorce is the only answer? What about if we fight a little bit more and wait to see what God can do? We serve a God of miracles and wonders. Your prayers are more powerful than we know. Some of us, we need to pray a little bit more, church. As a church, this is the type of church we're going to be, we're going to pray. Amen. We started the year with a 21-day fast. In a little bit, I want to do another 21-day fast as a church. Amen. We're going to pray. Some of these things in our life are not going to break off until we pray and fast. Amen. In the book of Mark, it says the disciples were trying to free a child that was demon-possessed. And they could not do it. And they brought the child to Jesus. And Jesus is like, are you serious? How long do I have to teach you? <laughs> right, we tried, Jesus, but nothing happened. Jesus says, in, in the name, right now, just let him go. In my name, in Jesus' name, let him go. The child is thrown on the floor and he's set free completely. He says certain types only come out through prayer and fasting. Some of us, we need to pray and fast a little bit more. Don't give up on the first day. If God didn't heal me on day one, he might heal me on day two. If he didn't heal me on day two, he might heal me on day three. If he didn't heal me on day three, it might take day 10. It might take day 17. It might take that, but I'm not giving up until I see God move on my behalf. Is anybody ready to fight? Paul talks, about, Paul talks about the armor of God in Ephesians 6. We don't have time to go over it, but he says, we have a helmet of salvation. He says, put on your helmet of salvation for this war. Alex, but I'm afraid that, no, no, he's given us weapons. Amen. And we already won. We're fighting from victory, not for victory. Amen. We put on a helmet of salvation. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We lift up the shield of faith. We stand in the boots of peace. God has given us an armor. Today in the morning, Calvary, I want you to know you got an armor to fight for your marriage. You got an armor to fight for your calling. You got an armor to fight for your destiny. You got an armor to fight for your children. You are not alone. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Last but not least, you can write this down. We are stronger because God is greater. We are stronger because God is greater. We're not strong because we're the best. We're not strong because me and you were intelligent beings, although I know we are. (laughs) We're not strong because there's a lot of power in our might. We're not. We're strong because God is strong. And the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in me and you. It's the Holy Spirit. Anybody love the Holy Spirit? In fact, I'll give you a little preview. In just a couple of weeks, we're going to start another series just on the Holy Spirit. It's going to be amazing. You got to come back. Same channel, same place. Come back. It's going to be amazing. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. We're stronger because God, he's that much greater. Look what John says. Last verse. First John, chapter 4, verse 4. He says, you dear children... You are from God and you've overcome them. He's talking about false prophets and he's talking about actually the spirit of antichrist. Those that are against God is what he's talking about there. He says you're strong. You have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Can I tell you today, you already won the fight. You don't have to fear. You don't have to live in darkness. You don't have to live in discouragement. You don't have to live laying your life down, living defeated. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Oh, come on. If God be for us, who can stand against us all the days of our life? In Jesus' name, darkness trembles. In Jesus' name, it has to go. In Jesus' name, we are victorious. Come on. In Jesus You made the darkness come on Jesus Jesus has been. Jesus You made the darkness come on let's sing it out Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed, all over this place. I want the church praying. Come on, there's there's a war going on right now. There's some people that you walked in here today. You're in the auditorium, you're in the overflow, you're listening online or on the radio. The devil did not want you to hear this today because he hates you. There's an enemy that hates you. He's after your life, he's after your soul, he's after your destiny. He's after your family. But I'm here with some good news that there's a God who loves you and there's a God who created you. And there's a God who has a purpose and a plan for your life. Some of us, because of what the enemy has thrown our way, we've made some mistakes and we've done some wrong things in our life. But the Bible says that all of us have sinned. But God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come die for humanity. He grabbed my sin, your sin, our guilt, our shame, put it on his shoulders, went up on a cross and he died for you and me. While the church is praying, every eye closed, every head bowed for a moment of privacy and concentration. All over this place, in the auditorium, and the overflow. If you're here and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I feel far from God. I feel like I've done wrong, like I've messed up and I need a brand new start. I need a brand new beginning. I wanna know this God. I wanna fight with this God on my side. I want a relationship with him. I'm going to count to three, and when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand wherever you're at. I'm just going to see you, and then you can put it right back down. It's not to embarrass you. It's not to put you on the spot. You're just saying, I need a relationship with God. He loves you. He's for you. He's on your side. And because of Jesus, we can have forgiveness, and we can have eternal life, life forever with him. Today, you need to make that decision. Maybe you're saying, Alex, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get some stuff ready. Look, the Bible says the day of salvation is today. He's saying, come just as you are. We have a God that is so good that he loves us just as we are, but is so much greater that doesn't leave us as we are. He's saying, come today. All over this place while the church is praying, eyes closed, head bowed. If you're saying, "Alex, I need forgiveness," "Alex, I need a brand new start," "Alex, I need a relationship with this God," at the count of three, you raise your hand. I believe hands are going to go up all over this place. Overflow auditorium, radio, online. You raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hands all over this place as high as you can. As high as you can. Come on, lock that elbow. I see you. 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 God bless 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 you and you and you and you. Amazing, amazing. Anybody else? You raise your hand in the overflow. You raise your hand. As well thank you Jesus all of you who raise your hand I'm gonna say a simple prayer and I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart all we're doing is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus the Bible says in the book of Romans that those who believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord we will be saved all over this place in fact the whole church we're gonna say it with you say father thank you for today thank you for this opportunity I admit that I'm a sinner And that my sin separates me from you. But Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. That you died for my sins. And on the third day, you resurrected. Come on, say Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my savior. I am forgiven. I am healed. And I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.